Hey, welcome to another podcast from Dream Chasers Basketball. Uh, Dream Chasers podcast, um, sponsored by Dream Chasers Basketball. Uh, I want to thank um, some of our sponsors that we have for our camp. Um, uh, Edward Jones, uh, Team Await, Rita's Ice, uh, Biosound Therapy. Uh, if you want to be a sponsor for this podcast or any of our basketball camps, we can be reached at uh, www.dreamchasersindy at gmail. Uh, we can be reached there. Um, a lot of times our, our sponsorships make it possible for kids that uh, couldn't otherwise make it to camps or clinics and certain things like that. It gives them an opportunity. So uh, always be thinking about that. Today we got a guest, um, Indianapolis native, um, Andrew Warren played at um, played at Bradley University, Rebuff High School, and is currently playing overseas. How you doing today? Pretty good. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Give me give me an intro about yourself. I know you're an Indianapolis kid. Uh, basketball runs runs pretty deep. Um, I know your family's been in athletics. Tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, your journey. So yeah, like uh, Harvey said, I'm Andrew Warren, uh, born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Came up through Washington Township, uh, Crooked Creek, West Lane, and then I uh, was supposed to go to North Central, but decided to uh, go to high school up above Jesuit. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a great, great school. It right. was a good decision for me. I'm glad I went there. Uh, sure. Great academically, uh, and and had a good opportunity uh, basketball wise to kind of uh, flourish and develop there. Right. And uh, was able to be uh, become an Indiana All Star in 2006 out of there. So. Uh, it was a good move for me, and then I uh, went on to Bradley University, mm-hmm. uh, played, uh, was a member there for five seasons, because uh, one year I raised shirt, I had a foot injury, but okay. uh, had a good good career there, again, made a good choice. Uh, right. I call it Bradley the Butler of Illinois, same setup, right. little school right in the middle of a neighborhood, and big basketball tradition, so right. I played for Jim Les there, and uh, led the Missouri Valley in scoring my senior year. Wow. And then I uh, was able uh, to uh, get some accolades, first team on Missouri Valley, and then was able to play, uh, turn that into a professional career. And I've been playing the last eight seasons. So going into my ninth uh, season, I just signed a two-year deal uh, with Middle Deutsche Basketball Club nice. in the top league in Germany for the next two years. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, a lot of people uh, you talk about Bradley's the Butlers. A lot of a lot of people overlook um, some of these universities. I think some kids shoot kind of may overshoot may overshoot uh you know where where they need to go i mean a lot of times i think you should go where you want it not where you where you really want to go i think sometimes it is what's a better fit for you a university like bradley and butler i mean these are top programs that are right there with all the big programs there and i mean it was the best decision probably for you uh when did you start taking basketball seriously um i actually took it serious from a young age i mean Ever since I was a kid and shooting on a little tights goal in the house, I mean, you right. can say I took it seriously. And I, I, I kind of grew up around basketball. Uh, you know, uh, my uncle played at Butler back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Uh, he led the nation as a freshman in field goal percentage uh, his freshman season there. And uh, he had a pretty, pretty solid career. But, you know, my godfather's Chuck Person who played in the NBA for a while. And right. so I was able to go to, like, NBA practices and things like this for from from the time I was, like, four or five years old. Right. And, 
just grew up knowing only knowing basketball is something right. like an activity and a sport that you know you have fun with but right, right. you know you know it turned into something just a, a passion and a love and you know as you get older you understand that get you you know your school paid for and and, and, and actually you can turn it in profession and make money off of it and so from the time I, I was about I would say five years old and first started playing in little leagues is when I took it serious right right so what was how was what was rebuff like? What was the coaches like? Um, you know, I know high school was kind of when basketball really starts to get serious. Uh-huh. Um, what was what was that like uh, for you? High school basketball, um, you know, moving up to this new level with a new coach. You know, as a freshman, you know, what did what did you do? Did you come in and play varsity right away? Did you have to work? What was that like? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was a I was a, a late bloomer. Okay. So my freshman year, you know, I probably had the skill set to maybe get a little bit of time on varsity and probably right. more so play JV, dress varsity. Right. Uh, but physically, I wasn't as developed yet. I was right. a skinny six foot kid, you right. know. Uh, and playing for Leo Clem, he was kind of like old school, getting your head type right. of challenge, right. Right. challenge you type coach, you know. And I, I learned a lot from him. And, you know, there was probably some times and instances during my freshman season where it was like, man, we should get, you know, you feel like I should get an opportunity to right, play. And right, right. I'm sure my dad felt the same way. But, you know, it really it, – it probably would have accelerated me getting used to playing on the varsity level, but I really wasn't ready. Right. And uh, I worked hard a lot that after that freshman year. I just started dunking, like, without dribbling, but run up and, and dunk. So physicals was starting to come. Right, right. But I, I wasn't ready, and it, it kind of pushed me to work harder that summer. And I came back and was fortunate enough to grow four inches that summer. Right. So I go from being six foot to six foot four the next summer as a sophomore. And right, right. I put a lot of work in. And the sophomore year, I played varsity and never looked back. So. Right, right. So what what was uh what was your parents like? you know, during that freshman year. And obviously, you know, uh, throughout the year, I would imagine for sure you're going to get better. You know what I mean? Like you probably were kind of tall, might have been a little bit awkward, but, you know, at the, you know, 10 varsity practices, you kind of start filling in and, you know, it's like, okay, your parents see you play in the game and you get these limited minutes. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, man, I should probably get so I should be getting some more time. What what were your parents like? Was it was it kind of like, you know, oh, my son should be playing? Um, you know, obviously, I don't, I don't think there would have been much negativity. But how did they react? You know, and what did they what did they say to you that helped you maybe, you know, going forward in your high school career? Um, the one thing I would say about my parents uh, and more so my dad uh, than my mom, uh, you know, my mom just always supported no matter what you know, what I was doing, what right. I wanted to do. She would have supported me anyway. But my dad, he would challenge me to say, do you love the game? He still asks me to this day, do you right. love the game? I get a random text, you know, while I'm overseas, do you still love the game? And right. I'm like, yeah, I love it. He's like, all right, I'm just checking. <laughs> and that little hey, you know my dad. For those that don't know right. my dad, he's goofy. Right, that's he, why I laugh. You know when he's in the room because he, he just – he got a salesman, uh, you a know, to sell salt to a slug, you know, yeah, that yeah. whole thing. And, so Harv, that's why Harvey's laughing because he knows how my dad is. But right. the one thing I will say about my dad is he's always been fair. Right. And a lot of parents aren't fair or they don't keep it real with their kid. Right. They keep it real based off what they want to keep it real with them on or right. they always want to take. A lot of parents I see, and I, I don't have kids, but it's just based off what I see. A lot of parents 
take or they're just on the side of their, their kid. Well, they do they when it's convenient. Yeah. They, you yeah, do stuff yeah. you do certain things. It seems like a lot of them do, you know, kind of whatever for their kid or, or towards their kid when it's convenient. When yeah. it's not, yeah. then all of a sudden we got a problem. Yeah, we got a problem and they blame the coaches. You know. you know, it's the program's fault, the coaches fault. But right. you know, my dad would just challenge me and then he was like, okay, you know, you got to go put the work in. And right. then once he saw me putting the work in, and, and then that translates to playing well out on the floor, and then maybe I don't get those same minutes or right. whatever, or he, you know, compared to whoever the other players are, then that's when he'll go have a conversation with the coach, not in a combative way, just, right. hey, what can Andrew do to right. get more playing time? Right. You know, how do you see him fitting in? And there's ways to do it and ways to go about it in a respectful, uh, in a respectful way that, only benefits the kid, right? Know, where right, some sure. parents make it about them, they they you know they go about it the wrong way, and right. then they cause a disruption. They cause some disrespect, and then right. the coach they're not going to do nothing but hold it against the kid. So right, the, nobody wins, and right. and the kid is the one that gets punished for right. it, you know. Right. And so no, you know, the kid is he, it wasn't his decision, right? And he's the one that has overstep. Well, they over they're yeah. overstepping their bounds yeah. a little so bit. I would say my dad, he was always pretty fair at just kind of staying out of the way right. and not trying to cause a, a, a disruption. Right. But if he saw something and maybe it would be like AAU more so or something, he would he would be like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to put you on a different team or something. Right. Stay out the way. If he went and had the conversation, he realized that it wasn't the best situation for me. Right. Instead of blowing up and making a big scene, just say, hey, we'll, we'll do something different. Right, right. So, sure. And then the, other, the most important thing I would say about my dad that I hope parents – Will, will do more is when I wasn't doing my part, he'll let me know. Right, oh, you stuck right, it up tonight. Right. Oh, you you got more to give. You played good, but right. you know you only had two rebounds. You could have you could have had six or seven. You know stuff like that. So he 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 praises me. He gives me the. He's but always he giving me the, the when I've done good. He he he's he's giving me that recognition. But he always continues to challenge me to say, hey, you working hard, but you can still work hard. Right. Right, right, and that, and that'll always keep you hungry. For yeah, sure. yeah. So there's different levels of basketball. We we obviously know this. Uh, high school, college. What was the, uh, you know, if you if you really kind of like look back on your high school career versus your college career when you leveled up to college, what was some of the what was the biggest difference uh, between the two levels? Speed and athleticism. Okay, uh, not so much skill. I would say speed and athleticism. So right. When I first got on campus in the summer, you know, the teams, they play open gym and stuff. Right. Same move. I, I could get past my first guy maybe on a move or a swing and just rip and go. Right. It was that taking the ball after you beat somebody and going, you know, moving right. the ball so right. they can't reach from behind and knock it away. Right. Or making a move and getting up into your shot quicker. Right. Like I was getting, you know, getting ripped. They right. were stealing the ball, you know, right. just off things like that. Not taking it from me just in front of me dribbling, but right. getting around somebody. Oh, now you got somebody 6'10 in front of you. Right. Jumping a little bit to challenge your shot instead of, you right. know, you shooting over a bunch of 6'2 guys right. or whatever like you can in high school. So that's the biggest thing, especially playing Division One. Uh, even that, you know, I was at a quote unquote mid, you know, mid major, you know, whatever. But uh, it's still you got bigger guys. Everybody, you know, can can drip. I mean, even at mid major level, everybody was the best player on the yeah, high school. Yeah, for team. sure. That's what people for don't sure. realize. Right. So every time you level up, whether it's middle school to high school, whether it's high school to college, whether it's college over in the pros, right. you st- you might have been at the top, 
Right. But now you like I tell everybody, oh, this is your freshman year or this is your first year. Right. You at the bottom of the total. Right. Table. You got to right. prove yourself. So you gotta nobody's go gonna give again. you anything. You got to go and prove yourself to the coaches, to your teammates, to right. the, you know, if you're in the pros, to the management. Right. You know, you have to start from the bottom, and and that's the problem I see with a lot of kids today. Right. Not just in sports, but in 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 the world is a lot of people my age or younger, the younger generation, whatever you want to call it. Everybody right. has starting to have this sense of entitlement, right? Without proving themselves. Yeah, and I think people that have that that mindset, they tend to struggle, right? You know, in life, whether it's a corporate job, whether it's right. sports, it doesn't matter what it is. Right. Nobody's gonna give you anything in this world, and you always have to be ready to prove yourself. And then once you prove yourself, you know, you'll get those accolades, or you'll get that attention. And, that and, it, and it, what makes it hard is that these kids are getting labels, you know, that. Fourth, fifth, sixth—I mean, it's it's really about money uh, more than anything. You know, trying to draw more people. You know, here's Andrew Warren, the number one sixth grader. You know, and then Andrew he Warren may play right. You might be two sixteen or something. Well, I mean, you your rank might drop to two fifty or whatever. And then mindset wise, what does that do to the kid? Or like I said, what about you know the other? Let's say you went the other route, and I was the number six kid in sixth grade, and like you said, there's so many factors. You grew four inches in the summer. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're the best player on the team. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I was I was the number one sixth grader when I – you know, a lot of people always talk about shoulda, coulda, wouldas. You know, I, I, was the, I was the best back then. I was this, I was that. And your, and your perspective kind of goes with you, and it's like what I could have been instead of kids getting out there, getting after it, and getting better. You know what I mean? I, I think – I think parents too. We, a lot of parents uh, look too deep into, you know, my kid being too good, too young. Uh -huh. For one, there's a couple of things about being being young and being a good basketball player. For one, you probably have an advantage, whether it be knowing the game, whether it be being bigger, whether it be being stronger. The field is going to level, just like what you said. You go to college and you was the man your senior year, but you go to college and it's like all of a sudden people are disrupting your shots, and now yeah. you're not, and now you're not scoring the way you're comfortable. Exactly. And you have, and you had to level up. Good thing you had your dad telling mm -hmm. you like, "Hey, man, you know you got to step up." But I think that's one of the, the biggest reasons. Um, you know, a lot of parents have problems now. And, you know, especially with the kids. I mean, the kids are going to have the – I mean, I was looking the other day, a friend of mine, um, he's a trainer up in D.C., he sent me something about the uh, – I think it was like either Pride Academy. I don't know if you heard of them or not, but they was the number one second-grade team in the nation. <laughs> They were the number the one second kids grade. on that team. Eight of them are going to But I'm just saying, I mean, how many second graders are out there yeah. playing basketball exactly. that can really exactly. play? They're still watching, you know, I mean, Ball Patrol. Kind of, but I'm just saying, the number one I, – I can't make this up. I, I, I'll send it to you. But that, that's ridiculous on every level that – you're you're ranking second and third grade teams and stuff like that. Somebody's I, I, making money off these ranking these kids. Because there are parents out there that's going to eat it up. So, right, right. You know, if they, you know, I mean, this is America. If you can, you know, make money off something, no right. matter what it is, go ahead and do gonna, it. Yeah, right. gonna, oh, why not? So, well, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, you know that. You know, I can see maybe like seventh grade, maybe eighth grade, and you're saying that, oh, you start, you know, if they wrote up an article and saying yeah. this kid, like, it's a girl here, um, Ashlyn Shade. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I did an interview with her dad, Matt Shade. Mm -hmm. You know, she's the number one, uh, probably like the number one eighth grader, 
you know, she's about to be a freshman. So, uh, and she has college offers. You know, she hadn't even touched the camp, uh, touched the, haven't, haven't touched, uh, haven't played a minute of high school basketball yet. That's what I mean. So, um, you know, and I can understand that. If you watch the girl play, it's like, you know, I mean, you could see that she's probably, she's probably going to be good. Uh, not probably. I think she's going to be good. I mean, you know, it, it had to be some knock on wood, some bad stuff to happen for her not yeah. to be, but that's understandable. Yeah. You start talking first and second grade, third grade, <laughs> fourth grade. There's no way. My daughter's going to be a fifth grader. I, w- I don't want anybody saying, oh, yeah, she's a top no, one yeah. in, that, in the area and her knowing that. Because then that can cause her to settle and not work as hard. Like, oh, I, you know, and, and, and it can give her that sense of entitlement, which you, which you don't want because you know she's just getting started. Right. You know, there's a lot for her still to work on she still got to develop you got to put the work in everything yes right and i think another thing going back to the parents parents need to let their kid love the game i saw something kobe said and it was just about peaking a kid he was like you know what how do you what do you say to your kid how do you get him going you know his daughter i think his name is john or whatever one that plays right he's like well I just do things to pique their their interest, and once I see that, then I'll, I'll right. start to coach. Step in and give, step. Yeah. Right, right. But a lot of these parents are people shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right. And they're so my they're, kids yeah. gonna make it. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't make it, or maybe they were close, and so they're just forcing what they didn't do on their kids. Right. You know, you can't live your dream through your right. through your kids, and I think a lot of parents like that. So what happens is, I see a lot of it. I've seen a lot even from people my age from when I was younger and just kids now, right. uh, parents are forcing that on their kids. And maybe the kid has natural talent physically, skill-wise, right. you know, they develop early, whatever. And they do put the work in because it's fun to them as a kid. But right. as the game starts getting a little bit more serious, you get to middle school, there's cuts. You get to high school, there's right. cuts. And right. the, those that are serious about it and in college and stuff – the kids just kind of get burned down and be like, yeah, I've been doing this, but I really didn't want to do it. Yeah, it wasn't my decision. Yeah, yeah. And then so they're like, man, what happened? He fell off or he right. or she fell off. They don't, they're not as good. And it's because of that too. Right. I see, I've seen a lot of that. Right. So right. I just, parents just need to let their kid, if they really want to, you know, go after it. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, well, this is how you do it. Or put them in front of people that can get the most out of them. Right. You know, right. they don't know personally, but, other than that, just let your kid be a kid and, and don't force it on them because you, you you're gonna do more. Got to make it. Good. You got to make it fun. Yeah, you got to yeah. make it fun. Now, I was I was overseas life. Like, what it's is good. it? What is it like playing ball? What is it like <clears throat> living overseas? You know, what 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 is that like? So living overseas, there's nothing that can prepare you for it because every every situation is different. Okay. Because every country is different. Right. Every league is different. Every city or town where you are is different for sure so you know i got spoiled my first year i played in australia played lived in australia right so you go there the one is really far right the time changed like 17 hours right. to be in the so you're on the other side of the world normally you play basketball seasons winter time right Down there it's summertime because they're below the, right. the equator so it's flip-flop season so but then you go there, there's no language barrier everything's kind of like how it is it's different okay. but you know a little bit different but everything is you know, like being at home in the States. I tell everybody, that's like my favorite place, by the way, because just right. the league was good. You know, money was always on time. The structure right. of the league was great. You had a really professional feel. The teams take care of you. Right. Um, and um, and just the living and everything, you, can, you know, you can do stuff to have fun. You right. know, because all, all the teams are in good cities and right. stuff like that. So I really got spoiled. Right. My first. I mean, I'm living in a gated apartment complex. <laughs> There's 20 swimming pools every <laughs> – Building nice. in between each buildings got their own swimming pool. I mean, it's it's really nice. You know, right. then you go places. You go to some countries. So I go, 
you know, you can go somewhere and like my second year, I go to Italy. Italy's a great country, great food, great culture. Right. I go to a team called Napoli. All right, it's Italy. I know it's a good league. Right. You start there my first year in Europe, man, it's a good opportunity. If I play well, this can really catapult me to playing some sure. of the big teams in right. the better league. We get to the third game of the season and teams like we can't pay anybody. The code, we can't pay nobody. Right. They already owed us money. Can't pay us anything. So they giving wow. all of us. They giving me like a thousand, but like fifteen hundred dollars for passing the physical, whatever, just to get you some money in your pocket. Right. And I didn't get no more money the rest of the time I was there. Oh man! They owed me about close to twenty grand. Right. For the time for like the first two months I was there, and I didn't. I I, I never got it. I, I'll right. never see that money ever. Right. So it, the season just started. Keep in mind. Right. First of all, I've lost out on a good opportunity to play because we were st- we start off the season pretty good with right. a decent team. We beat a really good team. So everybody's like, man, who's this team? These, right. They got some good players. And now it's just like, oh, thanks, but now you just got to go home. I barely had enough money. And luckily, I didn't really, like, go and buy some stuff. I didn't need right. I was just buying food and necessities. Right. I barely had – I was paying <laughs> in cash because they gave me cash. I was down the coins paying for my bags to get back home. Oh, man. It was that bad. And so right. you go through a situation like that, right. you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I got to try to find another job. Right. Well, keep in mind, I just started in Europe. I don't have very many options because right. we only had a couple games and all the teams are full. They, right. You know, we're just starting out. So nobody has typically overseas about December, January teams are cutting guys, guys right. that they thought would work for them aren't working. So right. they're making changes to the roster. So we're talking about October. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting around. So now I don't have any any money that I was supposed to get <laughs> this season and you're old. And so you go through a situation like that, you're like, man, right. you go from Australia to that. Right. So it can, be, it can be tough and every situation is different. Right. You know, but I, I, I was able to find the good and, and good in it all. And but that that when I, that situation particularly I would say would hurt because it was a good opportunity right. at a at a, my first year in Europe and early in my career that if I was able to get through that season and play well the whole season that it probably would have got me in a really good league making like really good money that you can make overseas and it was kind of like once I got there I had to kind of go back right and kind of pick up the pieces and, right. and and find myself and it wasn't it was all out of my control it was nothing I could do it wasn't because I couldn't play or nothing like that so right. I've had coaches now go oh man you're a really good player you know so how are you gonna you know you know I'm in Germany a good league but my team's kind of like a lower tier team and, mm. you know and it's like oh you should maybe be on a better organization better team or whatever and it's like yeah it's just early in my career I had some Right, things that happen like that out of my control, and it's oh man, yeah, I've heard it many times. So, and I, I I tell everybody, you can ask anybody that's played overseas. I guarantee you, over the course of their career, they got at least one time where they didn't get paid. Yeah, for sure, where the money was late. So, um, it's not like in the states. You know, on the first and fifteenth, you get check your your money. money. (laughs) It might be a month later or two months behind. Oh, we'll pay you next week, and next week turns into three months later, and yeah. You know, there's things you could do, but FIBA had. I think they really need to do some things to really control that. I would like to see even less teams, uh, because like every every country has their own league. But right. I would like to see less teams if they could control them more to prevent that. Because we're banking on making a living off this yeah. money and making decisions in life. People got families. And right. stuff. Oh, I'm right. gonna pay this bill this time, or buy this and buy a house or do this because I mean, you yeah. know you got the money coming, right. but it might be late or right. something happens like what happened to me in Italy. You're out on some money, and so it, it can be tough. But there are a lot of good things, and you know this kind of long question because you know then you get 
to like ever since then I've, I've had pretty good stable situations. So, mm. um, you know, and being in Germany, Germany, your money's guaranteed no right. matter what, whether they cut you cause you, they don't think you're good enough or whether you get injured. So, right. and if you play there five years, work there five years, you get a pension when you turn 60, you get mm. full health insurance. So Germany's amazing. And that's right. why I've kind of tried to stay in Germany because right. you know that in Germany, you got a good living, you're going to get a car, you know, a nice little place to live and, and you're going to be taken care of. So all you have to do is do your job. And right. That's it. Right. Show up, do your job. Yeah. And all the other, you know, stuff is handled and, and right. in stone through papers and with the government and you're going to be fine. So, right. Right. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard a couple of stories, man. Uh, People got overseas and had to find a way to get back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that's, that, that's one thing that they should, you know, they should be able to, you know, kind of, kind of regulate that. That That's not right. I mean, yeah. you're messing with people's lives. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like having a regular job. Yeah. You're going, you know, I, I'm a business owner. I started business and then tomorrow I'm just like, oh, I, I don't, I don't think, think I can pay y'all. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we're going to court. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and, and, and right. FIBA makes you pay to go to court. So you got to pay close to about 10 grand. So if you oh don't have 10 gosh. grand, Right. Sitting there, which younger players really don't, right. you know, right. you got you get the money back that you pay if you win. And a lot of times when they just don't pay you, whatever you're gonna win. But right. if you don't have the money to go to court, you you can't even go and get your money unless right. your agency or somebody front you the money. But so they make it really tough, and it's it's kind of a, a screwed up deal that they have. And and that's why I said FIBA should have some things a lot different in place that protect the players more. And you go to some places like Australia and stuff where the, you know, things are backed by the government, all that, and the players have a players' union and stuff like that. So right. it makes things a lot better. But a lot of these countries, you'd be surprised that they don't have anything. So you just got to kind of just, you know, it's like beat the door down right. with your team, the management. Hey, man, we didn't get paid. Or sometimes you have in your contract, if you don't get paid, like after two weeks or maybe a month, you could sit out practices and games and right. they still have to pay. Right. So, like, for example, I was in Kosovo. We won all these games. We won about 25, 26 games in a row. And they were like a month and a half, like over a month paying us. Right. And uh, they were late paying us. And so we were like, all right, we're going to miss this little recovery practice. We don't do nothing but just stretch or whatever. Right. Hey, send a message. Hey, we're not coming because you guys owe us money. We did right. that. And the team had the nerve to get mad at us. You guys are trying to ruin the season because it was like uh, it was like four or five Americans. You guys are trying to ruin our season and da da da. This <laughs> no, I'm trying to get. No, paid. I'm trying to get paid yeah, because if you don't right. pay, this is a few months before the season ended because a lot of some of these teams think they're slick right. and they'll owe you money. And then when they say, "Oh, thanks, we appreciate it," you on the flight back to the states. Right. They they just think because you're gone, they like, "Oh, we ain't got to pay anymore. Right. Or they say, "Oh, right. it's so hard, we can't get you the money." Or right. so we were trying to send a message to say, "Hey, we need our money because right. we don't want you guys to be late." And then we get to the end, and, and you end up owing us a month or two. Right of salary right. and we go gone home. and we can't do nothing right. here. We can knock on the door. We can send a message. We won't play or whatever. Right. So sometimes that works and it worked a little bit. They ended up owing all of us the last month and some bonuses from some championships and stuff we won. And I was able to eventually got, get my money. So they, I was supposed to be done getting paid in May. Mm -hmm. I didn't get all my money until November that year. Oh, and that was man. after numerous Come text on. messages. Hey, where's the money? You right. know, every couple months or right. every month doing that and yeah so it can be a hassle sometimes but that is some of the stuff we we, we have to deal with just from a money standpoint right. let alone immersing yourself in the culture and learning new languages and I tell everybody learn a little bit of the language to try to get around please thank you for sure morning for sure. Right. and those pe people do appreciate it right which, that's a whole nother question right right somewhere <laughs> else right somewhere else so man I know you've probably seen a lot of players through high school college overseas um, <laughs> um 
you know, give me, tell me somebody that's uh, maybe like a really special player um, through that you've seen that that person like stands out and what made them, what made them special? You know what I mean? Like, is it work ethic? Uh, did they just, did they just have it? Um, or, or, you know, maybe you've seen them early on and they became special and they grew. Give me, give me one guy that you can think of on the top of your head. Uh, I would say Eric Gordon just because, I mean, he's a close friend of mine. But mm. I was there through the time we – because we've been friends since we were kids. So, okay. literally, from the time we were probably like seven, eight, right. we were playing in Municipal Gardens and then going through that to the middle school phase, we were playing AAU together with right. the Indy Panther team. And, you know, and just seeing his growth, even just from middle school to his – even sixth or seventh grade and in his eighth grade year, I mean, he was little skinny kid, kind of quick, could always shoot. Right. But then eighth grade, I'll never forget, it was about seven, it was about eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I was a year older than him. He's like, oh, I get done. I'm like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, right. You're right. Like, we just right. had the gym asking around. He's like, right. I said, man, come on. He goes from like the left wing. He comes in. I'll never forget it. I tried to challenge him, but he cocked it back. And boom. Oh, man. And I'm right. like, man, when could you do Like, it was just like, it kind of happened out of nowhere. And, you know, then you realize as you get older, some kids develop earlier physically, genetics, whatever it happens. But right. he worked hard every day. Like, he let, you know, you read the articles that's been put out. Right. He grew up from the Jay-Z, right across the street from Jay-Z, whatever. But there, there wouldn't be a day, and I've talked to other people, and they've told me this. Right. There wasn't a day when they would go there in the morning or something or sometime during the day, every day, and he was in there working. He was in there working. Shooting, wow. dribbling, working out with his dad, whatever. Right. Right. And he did put that work in. Had he just kind of lollygagged, didn't right. focus, whatever, he still would have been a good player because he had talent nationally, but he wouldn't have been right. the Eric Gordon. Yeah. We know that, you right. know, all I McDonald's mean, All-American, you know, one of the all-time leading freshman scores at – you know, IU scene or whatever, then goes top seven draft pick, you know, right. he wouldn't have become that if he didn't put all that work in. So it's very cliche for all the trainers, all the coaches. You got to work hard. You got to focus. Yeah, right, right. But there's no other way. To get there. There's no magic wand that you can Wait, twist right, and say right. all these magical words to right. get a kid to do it. You got to be willing to sacrifice and work hard because when all the other kids want to, you know, hang out and, go do other stuff or you get into high school, you guys that want to talk to girls and girls with boys, vice versa, whatever. Right. You have to make those sacrifices and say, yeah, I'm not going to hang out because I got to get up early and right. work out. And, right. You know, I did those things, but, you know, if I could – and I tell kids now, just like I was telling your cousin I was here, if I could go back to be like 11, 12 years old, knowing what I know now, like <laughs> I would just work even harder than what right, I did. Right, for sure. Hard physically, so, right. you know, your athleticism, things like that, right. and skills, and just when, because I tell kids, just when you think you're working hard, you can work even harder. Right. And you got to be mentally tough to get through that, but right. if you do, and you do it long term, it, it'll pay off in the long run, and you right. will see those results, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids that have natural talent, but if you don't, you know, work hard, somebody, you know, somebody, not necessarily like, oh, there's a kid with less talent. If he works hard, he's going to be better than you. No, it just right. – there's another kid with just as much talent, but he's working – he's putting that extra work in. Right. He's listening and he's focusing. And right. He's making the sacrifices, and that's going to be the one that makes it over you. Right. You know, not, not, it's not always necessarily like, oh, this kid, he, he works hard, but he doesn't have as much talent. No, it won't be him. Right. You know, that's a good story to hear. That's good for the coaches. But, right. no, you're talking about individual players making it becoming McDonald's All-Americans, getting the top D1 offers, right. making the NBA or even the high levels overseas. Those are the kids that make it because they're making the sacrifices and putting the work in. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think uh, 
you know, working hard, that's a big part of it. Working smart, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it just yeah, seems yeah. like a lot of kids, you know, I, I, I go, I, I see some of these videos of kids working out. And, I mean, I don't knock on anybody, but, you know, you're working on all these moving these step backs, and you can't make a regular jump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I think – I think a lot of kids nowadays and parents really like the wrong stuff. You know, when they want to see their kids be able to do the stuff what Steph Curry did. Yeah. But Steph Curry, as a freshman in high school, took a summer and worked on his mid-range and changed his whole shot. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. They don't see that. Exactly. They, they don't see that he's in the gym shooting the ball, just like you said with Eric. I mean, Eric probably was in the gym, but working the basics until he got just like, you know, you and any other player. Right. They see the little mixtape, you know. Right. And it's like <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, well make that move and let's do this stuff. Well you can't shoot the ball. Oh you 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 barely can dribble. Yeah. But you wanna but you wanna work on no work smarter mm-hmm. and work hard, but you gotta work smart first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like work on the stuff that's going to get you there, and then all of a sudden you have time and that stuff's going to come. I remember with, uh, with Eric Gordon, I saw him, um, like you said, being a special player, I saw him in high school a couple times, and then um, I, I was, like, coaching his pro-am, uh, Knox's pro-am, yeah. and I, I was just doing it because Knox was like, hey, Harv, help me out with this, that, and the other, whatever. And, um, I like, athleticism-wise, I, I knew Eric was athletic, but I remember one play, uh, he came down and got a rebound on the on on the right side of the basket. And he just like like he took a step. I don't even think he dribbled the ball. He took like a, a like almost like a power step and reversed on the other side. I mean there's big guys down there. And I was just like, that was one of them. It was like, you know, I've been around NBA guys for a long time. And that was one of them that I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, certain things that well, he certain got it. Well, certain things, you know, just <laughs> Well, put it like this: I went to uh, I went to Florida IMG uh, Bradenton uh, Nick Bolletary Academy, and uh, this is the first time I really I always worked on my game, you know, with with you know high school buddies, and we went and shot and this that and the other. And when I got down there, I really understood how to work on your game. You know what I mean? I, I saw like all the pros that was there. These guys, first five minutes, they sweat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas me and my buddy, we shooting around. I'll probably yeah. start sweating maybe 30 minutes in or 20 minutes in because yeah. I'm standing in place and I'm making a move. Exactly. But um, just like what I said about Eric, um, I, I remember watching them go up and down. And I was playing the next game. Like, they mixed me in with more college guys. Mm-hmm. There's a couple NBA guys. But I was playing the second game. Um, so the second game, Vince Carter walks in kind of late. Mamadou uh, Njai yeah. uh, was there. And first – couple plays down I'm on Vince's team and Vince takes the ball down mama dude's standing down the middle seven foot what what is he seven two Two, seven three three, and he comes down and windmills on I mean like I mean he did it when he did it I I, you know I stopped and I'm like you know I'm in awe everybody's like like, what about what are you doing man man, I mean he just windmilled on the guy and I mean like he you know, he kind of just he, – he, he like, you know how Vince slow walks the ball. He, he runs, but he doesn't. Yeah. So he kind of slow walk and, and came down and went, man, and I was like, man, that's special. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, and that's some of the things that you see with certain players. Like, my goodness, like, yeah. I, I, I get it's it. Different. You know what I mean? It's I different. get it. But, but I think a big part of, like, Vince Carter, Eric Gordon, you know, guys like you, the confidence, like, knowing – just knowing, like, for sure, anybody gets in my way, I'm going to duck on you. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I'm going to come down and hit my next five shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's one of the things that these younger athletes are missing, and they just think, 
oh, well, Steph Curry can shoot it. Just they they want to they want to look good and 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 almost like miss two shots and put their head down. And it's like, okay, Steph Curry may miss two shots and he may throw his head down, but the next time down, he ain't thinking about them last two yeah, shots he missed. He like he like listen, we down by ten, right? We down by ten. It's three minutes ago. All right, we're going, and then they win the game. Yeah. So I mean, I just think um, you know, parents need to start. Um, we need we need to get it to the point where we're helping these kids' minds because these kids, this generation yes, that we have now, well, I, man, I, I mean, I I train kids now and through the summer, you know, I, they're growing. These yeah, kids are growing, yeah, yeah. but almost all the kids, their parents are all concerned about tryouts. I'm like, so you worked out all summer long, yeah, and you don't have the mental capacity. And I've been when when I work out with kids, it's 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 psychological. Yeah. I, I'm talking to them like. You know, hey, you got your mind got to be right. You yeah. know this. You you know you you miss three shots. All right, come on now. You got to you yeah, got to put in your head. Or something, something's going because I look. <clears throat> so last summer uh, I was with Eric. We were in Houston. We worked out with John Lucas. Okay, right. We kind of when we started the workout, <clears throat> shots. Both of us shots wasn't falling. Right, a little cold, still warming. He said, "Hey, y'all don't start making shots. I'm gone. I'm leaving." <laughs> <laughs> he said, we're going to be done. Right. Simple as that. You know Lucas. Right. You man, he don't play. Around. He don't he play. Right. We still had like 45 minutes, and he don't work out long. He works quick. Like you said, work out smart. Quick. Everything's like back-to-back, -back, yeah. and it all makes sense. It all translates. But he was like, hey, man, Lucas, man, hey, y'all start making shots. <laughs> don't do his voice. Yeah. Don't do his voice. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm out of here. I got better stuff to do. Right, right, and right. no sooner he said that, we probably both hit about – 15, right. 20 in a row right. put together, but right. you have to have that mental Capacity, toughness man. because, and, and and it goes back to a lot of parents. Again, I don't have kids, but I see it. Right. Parents want them to be their friends. No, yeah. that's your that's your kid. You're right. the parent. They're they're the child, but you can't give them everything. Right. You know, and it's okay for them to fail, even right. if these parents, even if they don't make it, they got it. You can't go, oh, well, I worked so hard and I didn't make the team. No, keep working some more. Right. Go back. So there's something you're missing. Right. Figure out what it is and go back and keep missing because when you get into the real world and mom and daddy can't hold your hand, yeah. nobody cares about you then. So then what can you do on your own? Right. So And that's what these kids have to start understanding. You know, it's, it, they see it on social media. They it, it, All that stuff goes in and giving, giving this younger generation – a sense of entitlement and, and I, I don't want to be like the old grumpy guy you know but it's just stuff that I've seen and right, speaking the truth there's a lot of talent but you just have to find out okay I got the talent I got the physical part now I gotta work on the mental part right and the people that care about them close to them gotta help them with that mental part you know right. you think oh well he tried he was working out I was the trainer it was the coach so right. I'm gonna go get him a new trainer right. no, he was doing the right stuff he right. just had a lot to work on he right. couldn't dribble and go up and shoot a layup. So next summer he's got that now. Now we got to, you know, make a move and be able to hit a jump shot or something, right. whatever, you know. Right. So parents got to gotta understand that 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 part too because it plays a big role in, in the kid's mental development. Because right. that's just as important as any of the physical or the skill. skill well, one thing you see now, and I mean, like I said, AAU basketball is hurting a lot of, a lot of mindsets behind this um, – you know, because kids can jump from team to team. Yeah. You know, something goes wrong, I can leave. Yeah. Your dad wasn't going to let you leave. Yeah. Yeah. He like, nah, you got to dig your heels in. Mm -hmm. What you going to do? Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, and I see this a lot. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a couple parents that just feel like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. I'm yeah. going to jump. Well, guess what? 
when, when, when real life hits and them bills start to hit and you at your job, but you're going to jump, yeah, you're going to jump, exactly. you're going to jump. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, you jumped to the wrong job. Exactly. Now what? Right. They're going to they gonna, they gonna be, hey, mom, can you pay my yeah. car? Can you yeah. pay my car? No. Yeah. Can you? Like, so I, it, we just got to find a way um, to, to, to help the, this generation, these generations that's coming. Yeah. And, and to be more, because it just seems like, you know, Mother Bear, that's my baby. That's good. You have to add to an extent the nurturing side, but you can't, it can't be too much. It's got to be, be balanced. balanced. And I think that's the one good thing that John Lucas is going back. He does stuff with the, with the parents also when he has camps or right. certain things. There's clinic that when the parents come, they he got people talking to the parents. Right. This is how you need to handle this. This is how you need to handle that. Don't right. be afraid. You know, that, and I think that's that's important because parents don't have that a lot. A lot of People aren't thinking about that aspect. It's right. just, you know, oh, it's the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid. Right. But the parent, a lot of these kids, they they believe 100%. I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you think your parents can't do any wrong. Right, for sure. 100% right. Then you get older and you realize, oh, man, you know, my parents have flaws just like right. the rest of us have sure. flaws. And right. that's just life. But, you know, there's I think that's an important aspect that needs to be taught more to to the, the parents need training just like the kids need for training, sure. especially for sure. when it comes to sports and right. how to handle the kid, how to handle different situations, because it's, it can't just be like, oh, do this, do that. Right. It's a lot deeper than that. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, I mean, that's what, that's what this uh, that's what this podcast is all about. I mean, we're trying to educate the parents if you haven't been there, even right. if you have been there. I mean, you know, I've been around basketball and coached basketball, played basketball. You know, my brother's playing professional yeah. level. I've been around it for a long time, but I'm always learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just like what you said. I mean, I do have kids and, you know, a lot of times one thing I won't let my 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 daughter or or son, I won't let them, I'll never let them come to me to kind of complain or anything like that. I'm always like trying to, trying to help their mindset. Yeah. You know, they, they come over and it's something that they don't like. And it's like, they they want to show to the crown. Well, the balance is you can go to mom and cry. Yeah. You yeah. can't come to me and cry. Yeah. If you want to cry, you know, you want to play soccer, you want to run track, you want to play basketball. Go outside or go on the hardwood, and then you got to figure this out. I say that I say that to my daughter now. She's big into basketball. She's a fifth grader, and you know we'll be we'll be doing some training stuff. And you know she feels like you know when she misses a shot now she got fouled. I I say all the time, and she looks over at me like you know <laughs> like for me to call it, and I'm like I yeah. can't help you. Yeah, when you get inside these lines, I can't help you. Yeah. You know, I as much as I, everything that I'm doing for you is great, yeah. but you step on here, it's on you. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's going. You you go overseas and and stuff start going don't go well. They looking at you. Yeah, they're not going. They're not going to five in a row. Hey, we gotta make a change. And 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 that's why I tell people they don't realize it's not like the NBA. You sign a three year deal. That three right. year deal is guaranteed. You know, you may or may not get traded. No. You'll get cut. And, okay, even in Germany, like I said, everything's guaranteed. Right. So they'll have to pay you out or whatever. Right. But still, right. you're going to lose your job. You ain't going to be playing, and they don't care. Right. You know, it's a business for them. They're trying to win games because right. they got to make money. They, right. You know, so everybody's making money, that whole thing. So that, you know, that, that becomes different when you get to the professional level. It's not just about, oh, I'm playing to have right. fun or, right. again, you know, no, it's a business then, so things change up. But, you know, that's why it's important to 
get out of your comfort zone. Right. You know, you're not really going to understand that until you get older. But for a lot of the parents, they need to realize it's okay for the kid to be uncomfortable, yeah. you know, in situations that they need to figure out how to get out of it on their own sometime. Right. You know, give them some, some advice, but you can't hold their hand through everything. And then, like, that was the good thing about my dad. Sometimes, man, I complain, man, man, man. What, okay, but what are you doing? Right. You have a part in this too, or what you're not, there's something you're not seeing. Right. So stop complaining and right. get to work and figure it out right. or whatever. So that, that also helped me. And, and then, you know, naturally overseas, you're already out of your comfort zone. Right. Right. You know, you, you're a lot of guys are alone by themselves. So you got to really be mentally strong. That's what separates the guys that make you get a lot of, a lot of guys. If you look at a lot of rosters, mm -hmm. the, the guys that do the best overseas mm -hmm. are guys that came from like D2. Right. NAIA. Right maybe a mid-major because we you know guys like us we always had to kind of play with a chip on our right, shoulders right. maybe we didn't have the physical talent or the we had the skills but not the physical we had the skill uh the physical but not the skill you know you are so you always are working to prove other people wrong right. or to try to you know get up to where those high level major guys were and then you know those guys like you said number one eighth grader number one top ten <laughs> right. so they're used to Oh man, I'm somebody now. They've gone overseas and feel like, dang man, you know, I was in the league and now I'm out of the league. Right, man, I should have been in the league. Right. So now they feel like overseas is a step down, so they don't lock in as much. Right. You know, as guys like me, where I'm like, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Right. I'm going to come here and work and you know play and prove myself. And right. So that you do see that a lot. Right. You do see that a lot, and that's just all about being out of your comfort zone, not being able to uh, being afraid to 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 be uncomfortable, but to work and make what's uncomfortable comfortable right right for sure well hey man i appreciate you having i appreciate having you on today man definitely uh you know i if, if you if you do have a uh a son or daughter that wants to play basketball and they want to they want to play professionally i mean this is this would be a great interview um for you to listen to i mean i'd listen to it again just because to give you the understanding of where you're pushing at. Maybe they're in high school right now and, you know, I mean, maybe they're thinking, you know, next level. I mean, I don't care what the next level is. A professional is a professional, yeah. man, period. I mean, you know, you you go out and play against some college guys, for sure it's going to show that you're a professional. Yeah. So if this is your goal or your, or your son or daughter's goal, um, this is something I would have them listen to. Um, like I said, parents, uh, as best as you can, keep them, make these kids accountable. Um, always, always continue to teach, you know, don't point fingers, you know, get it to the point that, you know, any problems that they have, whether it be sports, whether it be work, um, that they go and fix it. Yeah. I mean, put it, put it on their shoulder, put it on their back. You talked about that a lot, but I appreciate you having you on the deck. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate man for it, sure, man. for sure. Parents, don't be afraid to keep educating yourself. If it's something you don't know, go, go ask, ask people like Harvey. You see, um, you know, myself around, other trainers or coaches, you know, that, you know, have, have, have been doing this thing a while or right. had the experiences, don't be afraid to ask. And, you know, um, you know, I see another thing real quick, just the kids, you know, maybe they are playing, they're 10 years old and they're dominating or playing really well at the 10 right. So go make them play with some 12 year olds. Right, for sure. You know, and that'll right. humble them real quick and see like, oh, I need to continue to work, you know, whatever the level may be. Right. Because a lot of guys that I know, and myself also will have times where I will play up with mm -hmm. older kids, especially the kids level, because physically the older kids, you go up one year and right. the kids are physically more developed. Right. So 
that alone right there will help your help your child be uncomfortable and it'll help them to learn, oh man, I need to keep working. I need to keep working. I'm right. not as good as I think I am. I need to keep working. So all that stuff is really good. And I think uh, the parents and the player, you know, the child alone will, will both benefit and they'll just help the development. Um, right, right. You know, Continue to challenge. Yeah. Continue to challenge. No matter if it's mentally, physically, that's exactly what 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 uh, Andrew's talking about. I mean, continue to challenge. Don't don't let the don't let your kid, son, or daughter get comfortable in their sport. I mean, you know, there's always going to be somebody bigger, stronger, faster, and there's, there's always going to be somebody better. But you got to continue to progress, and that's and that's a that's a life lesson. All right. Hey, thank y'all for listening. Y'all take care.